Okay, so with a polite cough, you all find yourself standing on the desert waterscape of Tortuinga. It is vast oceans separated by humongous desert islands that are all really probably within a couple miles of each other, but just just they're they're deserted. Each island is deserted until somebody lands on it, and then in between it are are terrible waves and, and vast swaths of treacherous ocean. And then in one particular part of Tortuinga is a reviled and infamous pirate port, which is where you believe the space-time ghost pirate ninjas must have must have secluded themselves. I look over at Larry, Schmez, Van Darn. Seriously, like, is this my hair gray here? Do you see that? Is it just me? Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's just the light, man. I, I think it's just the light. It, it, there's, there's three suns on this planet. Don't, don't let that freak you out. Like, like if I tilt, if I tilt my head up, does that kind of like? Oh yeah, totally fine now. Totally fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're Thanks. looking, you're looking like aces, buddy. Don't worry about it. Cool. Yeah. Feel kind of bad about skipping leg day, you know. Well, you know. We, we can go back in time and fix it. It's true. Yeah. So uh, we should probably get some sort of transport to uh, to cross the dunes and the oceans. Annie, can you turn into like a motorcycle that we can ride? That's very offensive to us. We don't ask you if you can turn into a boat or we can hollow out your chest and make a canoe. I mean, cultural differences aside, you are the only multi-form beast among us I think it's a pretty I think it's a pretty fair question just because we're the token swarm intelligence in this racket does not mean that you can make jokes at the butt of our expense we're a proud people we have multitude history month did you miss it last November timber there are many months now in the time travel space history you're right you're right I apologize. That was very racially insensitive, and uh, and we have to unite as a team against the common enemy of space-time pirate ghost ninjas. We apologize. So we're going to ride Red Six, right? Sounds good to me. Let's go. That's okay with us. <laughs> is uh, I I think I think what should happen here is the squirrel swarm should, instead of riding on top of Red Six, should swarm around his legs and make some sort of crazy desert water-stepping boots of plus two wind stride. <laughs> seems only a little less offensive than asking Anyofi to turn into a boat. But she's doing it of her own volition at this point. And it's teamwork. And teamwork makes a dream work. That's what's going to work. Teamwork. All right. So, exasperated, Annie Oakley whips out her space-time comm unit and, and rolls up Uber and just asks us for a car to get across the water. <laughs> Excellent. And um, in a blaze of fire, a DeLorean just screeches onto the sand. And uh, the door... Pops open and all the smoke just pours out, pours out, and uh, is that and, you, Dwayne? 
your picture makes you look like a pile of smoke. And the smoke pours back in, pours back in, and coalesces into a face. And it says, you guys called for an Uber. Yes, we did. Yeah, just, you know, get in or whatever. It's it's fine. The insensitive jerks are riding in the backseat. Yeah, hey, I mean, that, yeah, this, it's just a little bit of four people, though. I can't carry any more than four passengers at the same time. So... You know, obviously, obviously, man, multitudes, one, you're one person, that's fine. But, you know, just no more than four people. So it looks like there's four of you, so, you know, however you want to arrange yourself. I'll a long, slow look at the other three. That's correct. I hop in the front seat. So uh, Van Darn and I climb into the back seat, and then we have to kind of make room for Red Six, (laughs) who's a fucking dinosaur and doesn't really... Sit properly like a person with legs. Yeah. Well, so basically, we what I'm good. What 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 I do is I get in the middle. And I call bitch. I call bitch. I go. I'm riding bitch. I crawl in the middle of the car. I I headbutt the back window. It breaks out. I stick my tail out the back, and then I kind of lay across the um uh, the console, like a like a dog that's sleeping. In the thing, and I'm just like, all right, guys, get in. Your your coat is saying all this. I yeah. think your coat narrates your actions sometimes. Yeah, no, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, your coat is totally narrating. And, and it's like a Muppet where it kind of talks from the back of my neck. like. Yeah. So everything Matt says is in character. It's just the coat or the dinosaur. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, yep. dinosaur, the dinosaur's uh, vocals will be added in post when, when Michael takes them from the internet and inputs them correctly, but... Is that just going to be like one like cheap wave file of a roar sound not. he loops over <laughs> and over? I hope not. I'm I'm actually writing down all the all the times from all the quotes I want, so it'll be easy for him to find. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, Schmez and I will do uh, Rochambeau to see who has to go in first uh, and second. Uh, I will assume that Van Dam loses because I will get distracted uh, from my forearms rippling as I go to make rock every time so he knows. So then I will climb in last. Excellent. That's fair. Yep. I like it. Oh, but uh, the thing with the Uber driver is we have to power up his Mr. Coffee. I mean, Mr. Atomic Power thing. Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. Thank you. I can't believe I forgot that. So... After we all pile into the car, we actually have to get back out and rummage through our trench coat pockets to find a bunch of garbage and dump it all into Mr. Fusion. And then we can pile back in and head off. I mean, I pull out a couple Trident Layer wrappers because Trident Layers is pretty much money. And I just pop that in there. pulls out like 500 business cards of other PIs and just jams them in this thing. (laughs) Yep, that's absolutely right. I figured Michael was going to ask God again to um to sacrifice one of the squirrels because he doesn't really count as a person. Well, there's probably a weak leak in there. Someone's old about to, about to go. <laughs> it used to be we had to do the middleman. You guys would pay me. I'd go out to the landfill, buy a bunch of garbage. But this is just it's much easier. When Uber changed their terms of service, it was just it made it easier for everybody all around. Garbage in, garbage out. It's a good business thing. It's perfect. And I like driving, so I I've, I got no problem doing it. So you guys ready? Everybody buckled in? Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're buckled in or not. I'm just kidding <laughs> with you. 
So where are you guys so, going? So so we have we have to give. Well, wait, was the driver's name Dwayne? Yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne. All right. Du- All right. Dwayne. 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 Yeah. All right, Dwayne. We we are going to we're going to search for certain individuals. Uh, we figure that they are probably in some sort of club or saloon environment. Uh, I, I used my, my smartphone and I googled clubs in this zip code. So uh, I'm just going to give you the address. You plug it in and we'll go. Yeah, okay. That sounds fine. That sounds good. Uh, yo, no, I, I know this place. Yeah, I know this place. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, but, you know, you'll see when you get there. You'll see when you get there. Yeah, oh, yeah, it'll only take a couple minutes, though, guys. Yeah, no it's, problem. Uh, it's called Bacon Strips. Yeah, Bacon Strips uh, Bacon Strips Bar and Tea House, right? Is that the same place, or am I thinking of the other place? Yeah, I think you're thinking of the other place. This is a strip club and a bar and grill. Oh, that... It's both. We've been there before. They call it a tea and tea tea house. Yep. Yeah. That the place? Yeah, it, it's... There's so many of those. It's fine. I'll just take you to this one on the address. Yeah, they franchised. They franchised in the '80s, so. Yeah, they're all over the place. All right, so he he starts up the uh, the DeLorean, and as he starts it up, uh, you hear very familiar building climactic music. Dun, dun, dun. And then he's like, "Oh no, what? I hate this crap!" And he hits the radio. Sorry, guys. That's uh, my kid was in here earlier. It always leaves her CDs in. Hold on. Hold on, he puts it in it's just like this screeching death metal that it just, yeah, this is, this is much better. Please, Michael, put in the Back to the Future theme music. And like a record scratch. And then have it cut out, what? <laughs> this is my favorite song, you guys. I used to listen to this when I was a kid. Now, we know the rule of all Uber drivers are that we're going to go to the wrong address. At least twice. And they're going to murder us. I mean, Dwayne's a nice guy, but he doesn't really understand breathing, so it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, he is a smoke monster who has taken the <laughs> form of an Uber driver, so... I'm going to look at Annie Oakley and say, didn't you request a non-smoking Uber driver? As we're going, he's kind of losing his form, and the smoke is just pouring out the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Because don't forget the vents are on, right? It's just (laughs) circulating in and out of the car. And we know that Red Six took out the back window, so it's just vac—it's sucking all the gas into the back seat with me and Van Darn. Yeah, and every time I cough, I actually teleport back and forth through time, so I just keep popping into Larry's kitchen and back. (laughs) Right, because the cough indicates it's time traveling. Right, my snout is actually right near the um the out the outtake or the uh the AC, so I just have fresh air. Everyone else is suffering, but I'm cool. Every other cough that brings Van Darn back, he has something different from the kitchen. So, like, one time he has a spatula for no reason. Another time he's there in, like, a kiss-the-cook apron and a big chef's hat. And then he coughs and pops back, and he's got a plate of pancakes. I like to think that I actually make you a sandwich. Like, I come back, I got bread, then I got meat, and then I got mayo... And then, like, I'm missing something, like a pickle, so I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and then I come back with dill pickle spear. So this is how you survive the reality show? I see. So so as Dwayne slowly leaks out of his car, 
uh, you come screeching into the future temporarily uh, where you're driving on a variety of different roads and then flying through the air and then screeching back into the past, which is actually your present, um, in front of a building. Maybe not the right one. Uh, maybe the wrong one. But it's definitely some sort of tea house slash bar slash strip club. The neon out front is of a humanoid pig who's drawn very erotically, and the neon blinks on and off as she takes off her bikini top. And uh, the sign is called Bacon Strips Tea and Titty House. Somewhere out there, Evan and Nico are smiling. We definitely have to let them know to listen to this episode. All right, so you guys arrive uh, at the correct one for the surprisingly at the, at the correct one the first time. There was a, we missed a montage. There, oh. there, there was definitely a montage of going to the wrong tea houses. Oh yeah, pork loin, pork loin coffee and um, uh, erotic escorts club. Yep. Yeah. For sure. There, there was there, we we went to uh, boars and boars where it's less of a strip club and more uh, people giving lectures. We went... Well, that... it's a cross-shot ham. It's a gym. I, I, I got a quick workout in. And then uh, we went to Begging Strips, which is actually a dog strip club. They're really into power imbalances. Disturbing. And then finally we ended up where we are now, at the correct Bacon Strips. Bacon strips with a Z with tea, a Z. Tea and Tata House. Is that is that correct? Yes. Perfect. If it's pigs, it would be the tea and teat house, wouldn't it? Uh yes. That is exactly what it is. Uh sorry about that guys. Uh it's it's been a it's been kind of a long day. <laughs> and uh and uh you know, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. Next time you guys need a ride, give me a call. You know, don't worry about it. You know, on me, anytime, any any place. Uh, don't worry about it. Well, I mean, so much of you blew out the window, Dwayne. I, I, it's understandable. I didn't want to say anything, but you do look exhausted. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I'm out. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Whoa. Boom. Show I have, over. I don't have anything to talk. There's no possible thing that could top that. <laughs> So, you guys are are at at Bacon Strips Tea and Teat House, and uh, Dwayne is just burnt off in a trail of fire and spinning license plates. Um, and this is definitely, you can definitely tell this is the den of iniquity in which space-time ghost pirate ninjas would dwell. Is there a bouncer? Uh, there's uh, two bouncers. Are, are they currently bouncing, or do we have to bounce them to get in? <laughs> One is standing on the left side of the door, and the other is standing on the right side of the, side of the door. And one of them is definitely a ghost, very ghost piratey, and the other one is uh, looks like maybe a ninja, but just wearing a sheet over his or her head with uh, holes cut in the eyes. And when you guys walk up, the, uh, the ninja in the sheet says, Whoa! Welcome to the Bacon Strips Tea and Teat House, and I'm a ghost ninja pirate. Whoa! You can't come in. The other one says, "says Shut up, Shin." 
Seriously. I, I whisper back to the group of the rest of us. One of us will have to pretend to be a ghost pirate ninja. And and without any further ideas or suggestions, I uh. Point it. Let's make the T Rex do it. <laughs> that was my. That was gonna be my vote. So we will we will excuse ourselves from the bouncers. Oh, my apologies. We were we were looking for uh, the library. My fault. Let's Actually, go, fellas. That happens all the time. You'd be surprised. Don't yeah. worry. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to bother you. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Did you guys gonna... take Uber here? Yeah, that happens every time. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to go around the corner in the alley so they can't see us. I am going to dig in my pockets of my trench coat, and I'm going to pull out a, uh, a plain white handkerchief. And I'm going to cast a spell on it to turn it into a bed sheet with two holes cut into it. And I'm going to throw it over Red Six. <laughs> Fantastic. Does anybody have any pirate or ninja accoutrement that they would like to uh, add to Red Six's disguise? After the sheet lands over my uh, my snout, I, I, I um, you know, I nose around in uh, Van Darn's trench coat to a to a particular close pocket to his chest, and I nose around, and he reaches in and pulls out a tricorn hat from that pirate movie that didn't get released by Miramax that he did. It probably has some sentimental value, but I don't care, and I kind of just like pop it on my head. To, to save the future, I'm okay with that. And and the sheet, by the way, is really just over his head and neck. <laughs> the the back. Half of him and tail totally uncovered. Well, and the bigger problem is that it's embroidered around the edges, and it's got your initials on it. So it just says LWBS in, like, really fancy embroidery in the front corner. I'm going to take a a red Sharpie, and I'm going to draw, like, a ninja headband. But I'm going to do it very artistically, so it's got the two little tassels that are going to come down the right side. It's going to look great when I'm done. Thing. I figured the spare eye patch from an earlier injury. We we offer up this extremely tiny eye patch that we very delicately place right on like your cornea, just just so it looks almost like a floater in your giant eyeball of one of your eyes, right? Just and 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 you blink, but it doesn't ever quite go away. It's just now always there. The illusion is complete. I was going to say that the the sheet actually says somewhere, this is not a ghost, (laughs) but I think the initials is much better because it's like his handkerchief that he grew up. I got that handkerchief from my dad before he got killed by a mysterious force. The most dramatic way possible. It's the only memory I have of him. I, I actually look sort of like uncomfortable and I do the little pull the collar away from my neck when he says that. To camera, no one. You guys don't see that, but the camera. Right. No. Yeah. You know. Very. Very noir. Very noir. Larry has to turn away from the group for a moment, and he he leans up against the alley, and the scene drops into a sepia tone for his flashback. It was in an alley just like this the last time I saw my parents. I was so young and unable to help them, and the camera. Are you Batman? The camera zooms in on a young boy, probably 12, also wearing a trench coat for no reason. And there's some sort of 
spotlight on him, so we only see in pantomime and silhouette the shape of two adults, one man and one uh, woman, standing above him and then dramatically in slow motion falling to the ground with no explanation. Oh yeah, and the trench coat is absolutely a grown-up trench coat, so it's way too big for him. I was actually going to say that there is an explanation of the killer, and it's uh, Mickey Mouse from The Apprentice. <laughs> and he's got the wizard hat and the robes, and he's just... And he just goes like this, and that's but, why... But you only that's see why that... Larry became a wizard, because he needed to be what he feared, which was wizards. Right, and he repressed that. So the audience sees that in the flashback, but we cut back to the present, which is the future of past events, and Larry is just choking back a tear. I never remembered what happened that day, but it drove me to pursue my craft of wizardry and finding the fiendish thing, the rat that would have done this to my parents. It also motivates you to be a real jerk to like herds of small rat and mouse-like creatures. Ass. <laughs> I like to think that when we cut back, though, I'm sitting down watching your flashback and I have popcorn. Oh, totally. Uh, when he has a flashback, a, a rift in the space-time dimension actually appears above his head, uh, through which you can see the events transpire. Right. And, uh, so, and, and small anthropomorphic baked goods were dancing and singing, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby. As it shrinks down and it's about to completely disappear and we turn away, you see a, a slightly different image of myself, like maybe a slightly younger version, sort of stick out and pull my collar away from my, my neck in the flashback. And then it's gone. And do you not say, do you not say, that's all, folks. Hey, that's offensive. Oh. I mean, we're at a, you're at a uh, bacon strips. I mean... You're right, that's probably a little offensive. Too close. Okay, so now that we've had our dramatic uh, film noir flashback, right? And now, and now that we have uh, appropriately and expertly disguised our sentient dinosaur as a ghost pirate ninja. You're damn right. Excellent. So you return, you return to the front of the, uh, of the strip club, the ninja and the actual ghost pirate uh, hovering on the other side of the door beside him. Hey, were you guys were you guys here just a minute ago, or is that that's no wait there was the dino there was a dinosaur with you guys that, never mind that was a different group that was a different group I'm sure that came by Uber you guys just came out of the alley that's fine we get that all the time <laughs> we have we have one of those groups I nudge Red Six hey it's your show buddy come on oh hello I am the Space-time ninja ghost pirate known as Blue Four. I'm here to hang out and drink with you guys. Holy crap, this guy's a ghost! Also a ninja and a pirate and a space-time guy. That's perfect. But not a dinosaur. He is definitely not a dinosaur. Who said anything about dinosaurs? Well, we don't. We don't like dinosaurs here. Is the ghost? Oh, no, I've never been a fan myself. Yeah, fuck dinosaurs. Yeah, well, it's a little harsh, but uh, that's okay. Don's you know. gonna get kicked. <laughs> I can feel it coming on. 
it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an old policy. It's kind of a tradition, a little racist, but uh, you know, what can I do? But thank goodness you're not a dinosaur. Yes. So, yeah. So uh, Shin, go ahead and open the door and let this, uh, let this non-dinosaur and his buddies in. They're all these guys are all with you, right? Oh yes, these are my apprentices. One day I will kill them, and then they too will also be ghost, ninja, pirate, space-time travelers. But right now they're either ninjas or or pirates or 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 dark or or space-timey. Like they haven't gotten the ghost part yet. That's that's later. That's after they get their three thirty-day chip. Then I like, kill them. That's just like Shin. Yeah, he's a he's a draining too. He's 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 not dead yet. But he's really close. He's really close. Hang in there, buddy. It gets better. Excellent. Well, yeah, go on in, guys. Get a drink. Have a seat. Have some tea. So they, they open the door for you, and uh, inside is a dark, smoke-filled room. Small little tables everywhere up against uh, thin uh, rice paper walls and a driftwood bar. Where someone, uh, uh, a woman with two hooks for hands, is like juggling bottles and like spinning drinks and like just the most uh, eccentric uh, performance of bartending um, anyone's ever seen, any of you have ever seen. And uh, the whole place is just filthy with space time ghost pirate ninjas uh, everywhere, just hands going right through bottles and. Uh, Dropping ghost dollars on the stage and uh, just everywhere. Ghost pirate, space time ghost pirate ninjas. Okay, so we are going to find a table in the corner. Uh, I'm going to assume a waitress or a serving wench of some sort will come over to us and we will order some drinks. I like to think that she actually sort of like materializes out of the table like a ghost, just, what would you like to order? As for cheese sticks, dude, you like mozzarella or buffalo ranch sauce? Wait, there's mozzarella sauce for the it's, cheese sticks? It's mozzarella sauce. It's it's mozzarella and look, it's mozzarella and marinara dipped together. We just call it mozzarella usually, um, and then there's buffalo ranch. So yeah, I oh, mozzarella or buffalo Mo ranch? Mozzarella, a hundred percent double order. That's a good call. And what does everybody else want? I'll take an iced tea, no ice, two slices of lemon, uh, one on the bottom and then one on the top. Excellent. Sour floater. Anybody else? I would like 386 thimbles of rum. Great. And do you have your ID? I just need to see, like, one for every, just, actually, you know, just one is probably fine. Probably sufficient. Uh, when the wench says that, my eyes bug out of my head, and the one that has the eye patch gets slapped back in quicker than the other. And I look over at Larry to try to like, like wink at him that he should make an ID with his magic powers, like right now, so I can give it to her. So the ID says, you know, blue four ghost pirate ninja of space time, age doesn't matter because I'm dead. Like you know. Yeah, because we 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 definitely you know. 1980s or 1880s Annie Oakley or whatever multiplicity personality does not have any ID aside from many, many tiny police badges which are going to blow it. Yeah, so Larry is going to very quickly with some awesome sleight of hand 
pull a deck of cards out of his pocket. Uh, he's going to do this cool riffle bridge shuffle and deal a card out to every one of us at the table. And as he does that, the magic changes the playing card to an appropriate ID. Fantastic. So uh, so she picks up all the IDs and, and goes through them, even even for for uh, Van Darn, who ordered water, for uh, iced tea with no ice, and for, uh, uh, for Larry, who ordered just mozzarella sticks. And uh, I didn't actually hear what Blue Thor ordered. Ah, I ordered some space grog. Oh, that's a good choice. I mean, oh, good choice. The space grog is excellent. Would you like space grog light or space grog with lemon? With lemon. What space grog do you have on tap? Uh, we've got, we've got. Look, we got uh, space grog, space grog light, uh, space grog. I'm oh, sorry, it's a li- lime twist and space grog uh, mojito, which has got like mojito flavored, but it's still just regular space grog. Do you make any in house? Do you have like a micro groggery? Um, we do. We do have a micro groggery, and uh, we make. It's called um, Split Stream. It's uh, the color of urine, and it smells like urine. And it tastes like urine, but it's really strong, and it'll just it'll knock you out real quick. Micro brew, you say? I'll have that. Fantastic! So split stream, split stream. Okay, you know what? It's been a long day. Do you guys mind if I just don't do the the thing? It's fine. Okay, so split stream, mozzarella sticks with mozzarella. Um, don't do the thing. See if you get a tip. Mozzarella sauce and. 486 thimbles of rum. That's better. Is that all? Yes, and be quick about it, you, you dirty wench. I mean, come on, we come here for the atmosphere. Nine. You can get a cheeseburger anywhere. You come to Bacon Strips for the atmosphere and the attitude. <laughs> and the urine. Apparently. <laughs> I'll be back in two shakes of a ghost lamb's tail. Oh, and she disappears through the table. <laughs> How many pieces of flair was she wearing? <laughs> uh, her entire uniform was covered in flair. It was it's, just like ridiculous. It's like, just her outfit is just flair. It's, it's just like, it's, it's it's a it's, sexy flair bikini. Just <laughs> flair. It's, it's yeah. also spectral and allows you to walk through floors. Right, it's spectral. Yeah. She was wearing it when she died. My coat whispers from under my coat and says, Guys, we're killing it. This is the best guys ever. Killing it. (laughs) So she comes back in a couple minutes with uh, all all of your food and beverages and sets them on the table. If you need anything else, I'll be Cheryl. And she disappears. All right, I'm going to eat all of the mozzarella sticks dunked into mozzarella sauce mm-hmm. and then immediately get a horrible stomach ache and run to the bathroom. Oh, I thought you were going to get an erection. Too late. <laughs> That's later. <laughs> Too late. Larry is currently in the pirate bathroom, and hopefully there are going to be some conversations he can overhear from the other patrons. 
because oh. we all we all know in a good detective movie, you overhear stuff in the bathroom. Which right. which doubles as the split stream brewery. True. <laughs> so so not only are you talking to patrons but also staff. I mean that's that's a lot of conversations to pick up. Exactly. That that's that's why I had this master plan. So did you did you hear about the big secret master plan that we've got planned? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, is that was that like last meeting? Because I had a my kid had a recital and I was uh I was out of town. Uh, yeah, it was. It was last meeting, I think, actually. This is a couple of uh, space ghost pirates. Uh, it's at the urinal. I, I like to think that these guys are urinating, and Larry keeps casting magic to make them urinate longer so that they'll keep talking. Like, like they think they're done, but then they are not done, so they just keep talking over longer and longer and longer. Yeah, that's a lot better. That's a lot better. So, yeah, yeah. So they just... Every time, every time they think they're done, they just start talking... And like, and then they stop talking, and then they have to go. They go more, and then they just they start talking. And oh yeah, right. Okay. So so Larry Larry's in the stall, and whenever they stop talking, he casts one more shakeacus. <laughs> of course he does. Of course that is uh, a classic but, but, spell. Everybody learns that. Yeah, but the problem is, even with everything in his trench coat, he doesn't have any paper. So he's furiously trying to write these notes on the bathroom wall with a sharpie, just wedging it in between phone numbers and crude drawings and political opinions. Yep, Jar-har, for a good time, ye be calling. <laughs> Fantastic! If you if you want a great beheading, call Darla at five five five. Need someone to walk your plank? Five 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 one one two two. Shiver me, Vote member. Republican. Five 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 one. <laughs> uh, okay, so the um, the the guys are the pirates are pirate ghosts are sitting there. They're uh, talking uh, as they're urinating, and uh, so they go and guy goes, "Yeah, no, I did miss the last meeting. Uh, so yeah, what's that? What's the big master plan? All right, well, don't tell nobody." But the big master plan is we're all going to meet up at Temple Cove. And then we're going to steal time. It'll be perfect. What do you mean steal time? That doesn't, even, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, that's time is like a not, a, not an object to be stolen. It's sort of a, a force of the... Listen to me. I said we're going to steal time. Steal it. Not talk about it. We're going to take it in our ships. And we're going to get it and take it. Uh, and we will just, I don't know, I didn't make up the plan. I'm just telling you what they said at the last meeting. So, you got it? Uh, uh, I don't get it, but uh, but that's fine. You know, I'll just, I'll be there. Temple Cove, right? That's the, that's the, the ninja temple inside the pirate cove, inside the ghost world. That's, yeah, it's, there's only one Temple Cove. I mean, you, you went there, we had the, the, the pancake breakfast a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, it's there. Just come there. We'll steal time. It'll be great. From from under the door of the stall, Larry asks what the zip code is. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's one two three eight eight eight. A lot of more eights, and then a, a couple of a couple of Greek symbols. I think I don't really speak Greek. Uh, and then just spit into your hand. Thanks. Yeah, you're... Wait a 
No, it's fine. It's probably nothing. Is that is that the? Yeah. Okay, I got it. All right. So they finally finish up, having had having uh, no more useful inf- information to share. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped casting the continue pissing spell. <laughs> they're both like really just parched, and they're like, "Man, I could really use a beer right now." And then I I. Uh, I try, I get, I get to leave, but then I realize I have to take the notes with me, so I rip the bathroom doll apart, and I carry the wall with me for my notes. Fantastic. And you don't you don't carry it out, you're dragging it out. Oh, you're yeah, just absolutely. You're dragging it behind you. Uh, as you step back out into the, the strip club bar restaurant area and drag this these stall walls behind you, Everybody just goes deathly quiet. After a second, the music stops. Everybody just turns to watch you as you're dragging the stall out to your table. It's all right. Maintenance. I got it. Don't worry. Nobody disfigures our bathroom. I don't even think that guy's a ghost pirate space time. No, ghost. What is it? Space time ghost pirate. Space time ghost pirate ninja. He just looks like a some shady guy from the 90s in a trench coat. No, no, for real. It's totally cool. I'm with the Union of Dimension Traveling Plumbers, and we had a 305 call in on this unit. I had to get it fixed. Uh, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. And I, I, go in, I go into my pocket, and I pull out a bit of psychic paper, and it, I flip it open, and it's totally a badge that identifies me as uh, Robert Paulson, the dimension-traveling plumber in the Union. Hang on a second. My butt, my aunt's the plumber. And I thought that was just meant they were out of toilet paper. Why'd you have to take the entire... This guy's story doesn't really add up, guys. Hey, I, I, there was I a 306 call. There was a 306 call. That means there's a defective locking mechanism on this door. That means there is a, a heightened state of security risk for the privacy of individuals needing to use the facilities. Now, you may not know the intricacies of the plumbing world, but uh, our, to, to us, privacy is of utmost importance, and we strive to maintain a, 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 a private universe. I don't come into your job telling you how to be a ghost ninja pirate, so don't come in here telling me how to do my job of being an interdimensional plumber. Hey, I thought a 306 just meant that the uh, the toilet was clogged up. I thought it meant that the, the sinks were broken and you had to come put the faucet back on. Now, my buddy told me that the 306 was the one with the light bulb. It's like flickering on and off. Like, it's not actually out, but it like, needs to be tightened. So, like, somebody's going to come up to like, the ladder and take like the plastic cover off and like tighten the little the fluorescent bulb. All right, you got us. We're, <laughs> we're space cops. Damn it. Space God cops. damn it. Blue Four, get those space cops! Get them, Blue Four! Get them! Oh! <laughs> and right. I'm gonna. We got us. We are gotten. We are in a state of being had by this Blue Four who's the good up red. I'm I'm gonna take a dive like an old prize fighter in the fifties would, because my dad was totally a fighter. Of course. So, yeah, I'm going to take a dive under Blue 4, pretending that he uh, totally knocked me out in one hit. Yeah, I kind of grab them all up like a big hug, but it's like an aggressive hug. And they all kind of like, 
or under me, and I'm like, ah. What about what about the what about all those? Uh, actually, no, that those pretty effective. Yeah, good job, good job, Blue Four. All right, go ahead and kill them all now, and then we'll get rid of them. You got it. And I'm gonna like, you see me like massaging them, like, but I'm I'm like growling when I'm doing them, like. I'm that's like, actually that that's not very. Are you sure you're getting them? Because that's not usually. Oh you yes, do you it. know the do you know the the way that the multitude's body works? All of these little creatures are dead now. Well, no, I don't want to be offensive. Up. I don't really know much about multitudes. That uh, that oh. That's racist. No, no, I didn't. Well, this guy. I've got a friend from high school who's a multi. I just we didn't really talk much, and I don't really know. We, we you know, we don't really contact. It's fine. It's you fine. You hear this guy? He's it's a racist. No, Your space book friends. And then, and then a space multitude gecko pirate comes out from the other side of the bar and says, "Whoa, you have a problem with multitudes?" No, I don't have any problem with multitudes. And it's, then a bar fight breaks out. And then welcome. a bar fight breaks out. Okay. <laughs> so so now you guys need to navigate this bar fight and either I assume escape the I, I assume escape escape bacon strips in order to head off yes, to yes, Temple Cove. Very much so. Okay, so this is we're gonna treat this like a another threat. A threat rating of ten and a damage of one. Well, go ahead and let whoever wants to go first can go ahead and go first, and then I'm actually going to interject again. Hey, guys. Follow my lead. I'm an actor. Oh, God. So I have acted many an action scene, so I know the delicate dance of how to duck and weave and bob underneath shattered beer mugs and chairs and tables. And I'm going to do a Captain Kirk roll just because it looks cool at one point. I'm pretty much already shirtless anyways. Uh, <clears throat> and I want to end up on the bar to begin with. So dive, duck, roll. But at some point, I'm going to end up on top of the bar. Uh, excellent. In uh, the splits. Oh, in the splits. Perfect. Uh, so that was that was definitely I had six details. And um, I'm going to go ahead and bump up the dice pool maximum to six. Sweet. So now anybody, uh, you can get up to six dice for your dice pool. So I'll go ahead and roll offensive defense. Remember, if you don't have any defense, you take one damage. Right, and I only have one chi left, so I'm actually going to do three and three because I can't afford to lose here. Well, now, if you lose if you lose your last chi, you don't go out. It's when you take a hit and you have no chi is when you go out. So you can actually afford to lose one more right now. Okay, well, then I'll do four and two because I still just don't want to get to that point. I did succeed on my defense, awesome. and I have three successes on my offense. I used my acting, which is a five. Fantastic. As you leap onto the bar, Cheryl comes around with the little black, you know, fake leather kind of book with the receipt in it. And uh, it says, hey you, hey, you guys can't leave. You guys can't leave. You have your bill. So Cheryl is going to be um, an interesting thing. So the other way that you can interact with uh, opponents or situations in, in Wushu is through a nemesis. And a nemesis is like a character. So they have chi, they get dice, and they have traits. Usually only one or two traits. So Cheryl is going to be a character. Her, she is the Cheryl, the space-time ghost 
pirate bar wrench. And uh, she has a, a Tucci and a three-point trait called Space Wenching. Out of all the characters in this bar, the waitress is our nemesis. Is just, nemesis. Everyone just let that settle in your brain. It's it's because we threaten not to tip her. I mean, no, no, no. We, no, we, as in you, the we. <laughs> it's yes, we, we, the the royal plural of. Well, that, we that is multi- very progressive of you to recognize the multitude as a we, which is the proper grammatical statement. So, thank you, Red Six. We, the multitude of plurals, threaten not to tip her. So the way a nemesis works is that one character engages the nemesis. And usually you just go back and forth and describe the fight or the interaction, and then once you've added all the details, then you both roll. In this case, I will roll, and whoever engages the nemesis will roll. And then everyone else will roll against the threat of the bar fight. So, um... Happy to go first. Or next. So, okay, so... Annie Oakley, are you going to engage Cheryl? Yes, we, we caused this problem. We might as well solve it. That makes sense. Okay, so so we we get our our squirrel formed arms up, and and uh, one one particularly agile squirrel at the end uh, that that's forming what looks to be a finger sort of bends. It, it does little reverse pull ups to to make one finger look at Cheryl and gesture her this way, and then we we swoop a squirrel covered leg across the ground, clearing it of of debris and cinematically blowing wind and other ghost pirates out of the way, making a little circle for Cheryl and we to square off, and then uh, we forcefully say, We were not satisfied with your service. We request the right to speak to your manager as an opening salvo. And then we, we, we emphasize that point by pulling out our sit shooters and shooting into the air because it's a bar. I counted five, but don't roll yet because I'm going to, Cheryl's going to go, and then you can take it back and keep going if you'd like after Cheryl does her chart deck. We sort of go until... The fight hits a good spot, and then we move on, and we uh, figure out the dice, and move on to the next person. Fair enough. So Cheryl, uh, as you clear the area and start your tirade against her service, she pulls off several pieces of flare from her uh, spectral flare kini. Um, uh, not enough to make the flare kini, you know, reveal too much or fall off, but just some extraneous pieces of flare, flare that was attached to the flare kini on top of another piece of flare, and. As she pulls them off, they, the little, like, you got it stars and stuff are revealed to be extremely sharp ninja stars, shuriken. And she throws one off to the side, and as it hits a table, the table transforms into flare. Like, starting with the bottom of the legs, it just it starts working its way up, and it turns into little pins and pieces of flare with stupid, kitschy sayings on them and out-of-date pop culture references. And uh, the table turns, the table as it becomes fully flare, it stands up on its on its legs, and two legs become legs and two legs become arms, and it comes barreling at you, swinging giant table-leg-thick flare arms. I choose to respond to that, and I... And I yeah. uh... My, my multi- screen, uh, two legs bad, four legs good, and 
we 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 dodge out of the way of of the the oncoming legs and then split into a uh, a large swarm and scamper up the flare, disassembling the table piece by piece and collecting the flare for our own nesting uses afterward. Fantastic. Well, I don't think Cheryl has a response for that right now, so I'm ready to go ahead and roll dice if you are. Uh, yeah. All right, we can come back. If you don't finish off Cheryl in this one, we'll come back around when, when everyone right. else is gone. I'll do a 4-2 split. I'm going to do 5-1. Um, I'll go ahead and roll my offense dice first. So I've got three successes and then one defense success. I had three successful attacks and two successful defenses. All right, so um, Cheryl takes two hits because she had one defense and you had three offense? Yes, three out of four. Okay. And then she takes two hits, so she's at zero chi. So one more hit will finish her off. And then she had three offense and you had two defense, so you take one chi. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you help us? The flare beast, it's too much. The shiny things are distracting us. I think I'm going to uh, help our friend the uh, the Annie Oakley because um, I feel like I have the best excuse for still being here since I haven't really lost my disguise yet. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to see that she uh, she's needing some help, that the, the management discussion isn't going well. So I'm going to use my... Uh, skill as being a social creature in a pack and know when I am out of my league of a fight and I'm going to bound off of my friends on top of Cheryl off of Cheryl and then through the front window of the bar to give us an escape. So you're throwing yourself out the front window. Yes. Excellent. So go ahead and roll, and whatever you're rolling against, since you are not engaging Sarah, you're just rolling against the bar fight to try and escape without uh, without getting caught up. So you just need to roll. You've got six dice. You earned all six dice. You guys are on top of that. And um, it's uh, one point of damage if you don't have any um, yin defense successes. Okay, so I'm going to roll two defense and four attack. And my pack beta is a four, so anything below a four passes. Is that how I'm understanding this? Anything four or less. Four or less, yes. Low numbers. You're usually good at this. Come on. (sighs) Son of a gun. Okay, so I got two of each. Two defense and two attacks. Awesome. So you take no damage, and and you guys have delivered five successes against the threat rating of escaping the bar fight. Um, So, Larry... What are you doing to deal with this bar fight in the trainscape? Okay, so Larry is used to being the middle of a scuffle because as a wizard private eye, he's always offending everybody. So he's used to this type of fight. He hasn't lost his head. He's concentrating on getting out. The first thing I'm going to do is use the chunk of bathroom stall wall as a bit of a shield so I'm going to kind of heft it up over my shoulder and kind of turtle underneath it. Uh, I definitely saw Red 6 jumping out the window, so I'm going to head towards the window. And as Red 6 smashes through the window, I'm going to take out one of my magical implements, which is really just a little battery-operated fan. 
but I drew some magical runes on it with a sharpie. And I'm going to kick that on and spit out some words of power. And I'm going to animate the shards of glass and turn it into a whirlwind effect. So it is going to whirl through the bar, damaging, potentially damaging everybody but us and giving us cover to get out. Oh yeah, definitely slicing through a whole a whole crowd of space-time ghost pirate ninjas. I mean, it won't it won't hurt a ghost, but it would certainly disrupt their incorporeal form. That's what I would think. I mean, that's just science. It's it just is science. science. You know what? I'm going to roll five offense and one defense. Oh, and uh, I was using my... Uh, I've got magic powers. I'm not afraid to use them, so I'm rolling at a five or under right now. That's what I figured. Oh, ho, ho. all of them are successes. Wow. So you so got... I have five successes offense, and I've got one successful defense. Well, that definitely pretty much wraps up the bar fight. Uh, I think it looks like... Van Darn is still in the bar, so he needs to get out. And Annie Oak needs to finish off Cheryl. All right, so I'm doing the full Van Darn splits on the bar. Uh, there are a, a couple of the Ghost Ninja Space Time Pirates. Uh, space Time Ghost Pirate Ninjas? Space Time Ghost Pirate Ninjas. They're still staggering around. Uh, one of them lunges at me, and I lean to the side and I grab a beer stein. And I just sort of whack him upside the head with it, and it sloshes off about half of the the the, the grog inside. Uh, another one stumbles to the other side. I sort of backhand him with the the stein, and it empties out about another quarter of it. So there's just a like a swig left. I throw it back, tastes like urine. So I go and spit it in the face of the third guy. And then at that point, I do a little kip up thing where I just sort of jump stand on my feet. I run down the bar. And I do a Captain Kirk roll out the window. Fantastic. That is fantastic. There's no more threat left. There's actually nothing left to roll. Dude, that just all happens. And and uh, we'll move on to Annie Oakley. See if she can finish up Cheryl. Finish off Cheryl here. Well, we, we, we tried the tactic of calling for the manager, but clearly that didn't work and things turned to uh, deplorable violence. I think we're, we're going to use our hunter-trapper powers backed up with it's time to pull out the big guns being the backspace key. And I think I'm going to try to, to, uh, we're, 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 we're done, you know, negotiating. We're done with the manager. We're simply going to take our waitress and shunt her into the mega ether along with some of our unfortunate squirrel components. We reform into a newly flare armored Annie Oakley singleton. And, and then we armed with our backspace key. We, 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 we pull it out. And then uh, we, with, with one flare, a reinforced squirrel hand, we hold the waitress down and we give her a face full of backspace. As the beam hits her, she desperately tries to slip out of your grip. Flare you've got is, is her own flare, though, so she's, uh, she can't like, phase through it because it is already spectral flare. Uh, so try as she might, uh, she can't escape your, your squirrely grip and the backspace key beam bursts forth from, from the device, uh, catching her full in the face. As the entire universe is crammed into a three-foot square, and she's pressed out of it into the mega ether, she says, I spat in every single one of your three! 
and then she ceases to exist. I guess she won't be getting our repeat business. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.